Right then. <laughs> oh my god, bruv. What are you telling me? I'm good. Yeah? I'm good still, he's in. It's just mad, isn't it? Like, I've wanted to do this for a long time. And I feel like this is going to be a... It's weird, isn't it? Because like, for listeners, um, we've known each other pretty much all of our lives. So for us to be sitting down serious is very, very strange. Because I say 85%. <laughs> I'm struggling still. <laughs> I'm struggling still, I can't lie. I've been sat here just moving. It's been on, the camera's been on, what, 30 seconds and I'm struggling already. Like 85% of our time together has been us being joke men. And like, it's just strange. But I think we can do it. I think we can do it. So... Yeah, man. How you been? Like, cause obviously I speak to you like regularly, but like just generally, like how you been during this lockdown and just sick of it. Like, <laughs> I'm actually, you know what? I'm actually, I'm actually sick of this one. The the previous ones, mm. I've kind of been alright. Mm. I think that might be weather as well. Yeah. yeah. First lockdown, it was nice, hot. Um, so we were training actually. Yeah. So we were out training. That's cool. Um, I'm not even looking at you. I can't look at you. I'm gonna start creasing still. Um, but yeah, I think um, the second one was that four weeks, four weeks, something like that. I don't even know. Don't know. That was, I was still working anyway, so that's mm. fine. Mm. Um, this one has just been like, I don't know. I think because we haven't got the weather, because um, for those that don't know, we're still working schools, so because schools are pretty much shut, mm. or at least our company don't go into schools, mm. um, then there's not much for me to do, mm. to be fair. Mm. And I think that's the struggle. Because there is there is nothing, literally nothing. You can't train, you can't... And I know, like, I shouldn't say you can't train. As someone who does functional training and personal training, there's always a way you can do home workouts. I'm just not that guy. I just... There's no way I am curling a tin of beans, bruv. There's just no chance. There's no... I'm not... I can't do it. Just, I have to be like for me, same as work. I can't work really work from home. I have to be in a place to train. That's my training place. I have to be in a place to work, mm. for example, to office or what have you. Mm. Yeah, how about you? That, yeah, too bad. Well, you know, I've been busy, but like, same. Like, I feel like this this time is definitely been more difficult just for a number of reasons. I know it's been difficult. I think we're very similar in a sense as well. Like, we have to be doing things to stay kind of like mentally sharp, right? Yeah. Does that make sense? So like, um, the first few weeks of this lockdown was just like, yeah, I think I remember saying, I was just like, I just, I don't really feel myself. Like I was just like way more kind of emotional and just sensitive about a lot of different things. And I was just like, trying to get to... <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Do you know what? That's the worst time to laugh. That was the worst time to laugh. <laughs> so sorry. Nah, nah, nah. It's not. It's not. It's not. Because th- this is us. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, Do you know what? I We were just speaking about something mad serious before, before mm, we turned on the camera. Yeah. And I'm speaking to him and he's cracking up. Like, yeah. And this is deadly serious, mad relevant. But that's just what we're liking it. Yeah. Um, but nah, like, I say emotional, but like, half of that was like craziness so like usually when you see me when you see me 
So when you see me, nah, nah, but when you see me broken off my back on Instagram. Oh, I'm glad you finished that sentence. Yeah. yeah. If you see me broken off my back more than often, that's usually a sign that I'm trying to be looking like I'm okay, okay? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? So, like, there's a time for people who follow me personally on Instagram you would have seen me doing absolute madness. Um, but I think that was kind of a way of me kind of dealing with the fact that I had nothing really to do or think about, right? So, like, lockdown has been better. I've got a little system that works, but it's strug- it's, it's difficult. The first one was okay because it was the first one. The second one, you kind of, all right, we can deal with that because it's the second one. Sure as well. Yeah, we know what to expect. And it was still kind of teary in terms of, like, tier one, tier whatever. Yeah. This one feels like the first one, but on steroids. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying that makes you there still because it's dark outside it's cold yeah. the weather's nasty it's post Christmas it's January everything like usually January is a shitty time of the year for most people anyway um, add lockdown to the mix it's crazy right so yeah I'm, I'm alright I'm doing better now I'm in a better space but yeah man it's just been a very strange kind of start to the year for all of us I think but hopefully soon we're out of it and just you know doing doing kind of what we do which kind of leads me on to the point of what is kind of you do in a sense so you mentioned briefly functional trainer um do you know what it's so hard to it's so hard to like get it down into Mm. quite a small sentence or yeah or define really what we do i say we being the company yeah because we just there's just so many little not markets, but so many different things that we do. So I'd say the core of it is um, I own a company called Stargate Sports. Um, and the heart of it would be mentoring in schools through sport. So whether that be primary, secondary, um, or even now we're starting to work with kids that's 16, 17, mm-hmm. 18 years of age. And we just, yeah, as it says, we're trying to mentor them, but through sport. That was the base, that was the heart of it. We then moved on to like teaching PE, teaching extracurricular sports, like after school clubs, etc. Um, and then we went on to mentoring without sport. So that's like private mentoring. So we'd have, you know, once we started to go for a year or two, then have parents come to us saying, you know, can you, can you mentor outside mm. of school as well? Um, so that's not through sport. That's just getting to know the family, getting to know the individual and trying to support, I guess trying to support them all, because it is very much, it's not a class situation, it's not focusing on the academics, so to speak, is their their social life, their home life, etc. Then, I think the final addition to our company is the training aspect. Well, yeah, I do functional training, and a bit of personal training, difference being functional is usually like, working with players or athletes um, on a football pitch mm-hmm. still providing um, I don't know how to explain still providing what you would do in the gym for example a lot of people think getting fit you have to go in the gym for me I'll take a player and if he's a football player for example or she's a football player we take them out and we do um, aerobic anaerobic sessions but with a ball at their feet same for mm-hmm. boxers we do the same thing but now, we're trying to bring the science into sport and then, yeah probably that's mm. a description so I say a description of it so yeah personal training function training and um, 
I almost gave away our next thing, but I'm not gonna. I can't say that yet. Yeah, no, you're not. Can't yet. announce it yet, but yeah. Um, yeah, that's about it. I say that's what we do. And what what brought you into that space? Because obviously, obviously, I know. <laughs> but like for people that are watching it or listening, um, like for me, when I look at people, when I look at what people decide to do as a job, there's always a path or a situation. Yeah. Like, what was that for you? My one. It's gonna get real deep, real quick. Yeah, yeah. But is um obviously for you, you know, I lost my mum mm-hmm. when I was eight then i was never great in school but then that was the tipping edge that was the yeah you're you're moving from mainstream school into an sen school so anger management schools that's what people would say Mm -hmm. going there was the biggest blessing in disguise i would say i hated every minute probably until year 11 Mm -hmm. so every minute of being in sen school i hated um purely for the fact that i would look around i'd be one of the few kids that didn't have adhd didn't have Asperger's, didn't have autism. Mm. You know, there's only very, very few of us that, that didn't have something mm. um, labelled, should I say. Mm. And that's why I struggled even more when I got to those, those schools. Mm. Um, but then one thing that did teach me, and especially when I got to year nine, year 10, was, okay, being very honest, it lacked a lot of, um, or in the time that I was there it lacked a lot of academic um, kind of what's the word um, career paths I'd say mm, yeah. probably yeah I'd say it lacked a lot of academic career paths being very few G- GCSEs were offered mm-hmm. so you know so you can only take what's offered I guess mm-hmm. Um at one point, they were pushing everybody or a lot of people down the whole grab a trade, bricklayer. Um, we didn't even get like electrician and stuff like that, to be fair. It was pretty much bricklaying, tiling and um, carpentry. Mm. Now, I ended up, start, I started tiling. Now, in the time I was there, I was like, yeah, this is not mm. me. not you know. And it wasn't until um, I was kind of notorious for leaving science, like... <laughs> I, point blank, never going to need science. What's the point? This is stupid. Mm. Blah, 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 blah. And one of the times I was out of science, uh, my learning mentor at the time just scooped me up from the corridor and was like, just come with me. So we went to sat into a room and um, he jumped on the phone, started like speaking to somebody. I don't know who he was speaking to. Then he was asking me for like details. Um, like, obviously knew my name and stuff, address, blah, 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 blah. Now, I didn't realise that some of this has already been kind of spoken about before, but when he came off the phone, he said, oh, we've, I've just put you onto your um, level one coaching badge. Mm. So at this point, I must be, got to be 15, I'd say, because I think that you have to be 16. Um, and I knew I was like, yeah, in September I was going to be 16. So, yeah, he booked me on for the... Um, a level one coaching badge and then since then he was um supporting me in the sense of he would push me forward to like our own school training he would let me run mm. the sessions um and yeah i just kind of started to to coach from there mm. taking my level one since my level one at age 16 i've not had a different job other than coaching and just progressed with the levels i don't think i've gone a 
beside breaks. I don't think I've gone a single week without coaching somewhere, somewhat of some sport. So yeah, starts it starts in areas that, you know, if I didn't go to the school I went to, I wouldn't have been provided that opportunity. I, I know I wouldn't have, one hundred percent. Um, which kind of leads me on to tying in that opportunity and the school. Because one thing I realised is that one moment that my mentor at the time probably doesn't even remember anymore mm. has impacted me to the point where this is now my career. Mm. I've now created a company. I've now created a platform for other people to work. Mm. And all it is, because of that moment in time, I realised how much it impacted me. I wanted to do the same thing for a lot more people. And that was literally it. So I was using the social skills that I gained, the understanding background. I think that's the main thing for my school, understanding background. In an SEN school, um, the stories you hear, yeah. the backgrounds that children have, crazy. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. To the point where me going there losing my mum yeah. was like, well, shut up, man. Like, people got it worse. So that was humbling. Because yeah. at the time, especially when you're 8, 9, 10, even going, you know, 12, 13... It's kind of like, sounds really bad to say, but it is, it's, it's something, you know, people, oh, I'm sorry to hear about that. And you can kind of get away with stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it sounds really bad, but you can get away with stuff. You can get into a fight and say, oh, but he's just talking about my mum. Oh, okay, we have to, and that's what happened. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until I got there and I realised, wow, you need to humble yourself because you've, you've still got it good. You still live with family. you still got, lots of friends, you're still able to do sports, still, do you know what I mean? And some of these, these kids were crazy backgrounds, you know? Mm. Like the whole, like being left on a doorstep, like we actually, there's, there's a kid in, in my school friendship group, that, that happened, mm. you know? And I was like, you only really hear about that stuff in, in um, mm. films or what have you. So that was, that was crazy. And like I said, there's a lot more stuff that you hear about, but when it's presented to you, and you get to know that person, you're like, yeah, if they're there and that happened to them, mm. then you need to crack on. You can't, you can't keep moaning. You can't keep using things as an excuse. And I guess that's just how I managed to, to push on and create something based on being in that school. So yeah. biggest blessing in disguise. Hated every minute of it until I realised the importance and the value and mm. the lessons that it taught me. I think that's a really, really important point because like you said, sounds like, I'm not sure the person even realised that what they did impacted you. Mm. But it's often the smallest things in my life as well that you think back on and you think, well, like, how, if that didn't happen, then I, it's, just, it's not similar, but it's the same thing for me in a, in a way with type one, yeah? Mm. I, I've spoken on, on podcasts before about, like, at the time I was like, this is shit, like, it's the worst thing ever. Mm. But, like, if that didn't happen to me, this whole mentality, mindset, obsession to a certain extent I have with working and and pushing myself and literally saying no to certain limitations Mm. wouldn't have come off of that and it often seems like the smallest thing of or the things that people don't remember that really stick and and make an impact and I say all the time that the small stuff compounds that it adds and adds and adds and adds and builds up and like I feel like with any person that's pushing themselves because like the stuff that we do and this is not to come across um, in any way, shape or form, arrogant or ignorant, like we're blessed to do what we do in our, in our spaces. Yeah. But like the work that we do 
and the things that we've done isn't necessarily something that a lot of people get to do at this point in life. Mm. And mm. I feel like certain instances that there's a there's a way in which you react to certain things that happen in your life that shape how that life goes. You can either take that what's happened to you or being in that space and let the space mold you or you can mold yourself in the space. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hundred percent. That's like a something that we we try and say is everyone's got a story. Don't use it. <laughs> Forgot my own thing. <laughs> Everyone's got a story. Don't use it as a reason to do mumble wall. <laughs> it's gone. Oh my gosh. I always get to... Everyone's got a story. Don't use it as an excuse to do less. Use it as a reason to do more. Yeah. It's the one. It's the one. So, it's so true. It's so, so true. And kind of going back to what you said as well, something I, I was... um was going to say, but I didn't mention is a lot of people are a lot older when they get to do what we do, mm-hmm. you know, um, like big praises to you having, uh, being one of the youngest lecturers, mm. do you know what I mean? Um, and for me, like starting Stargate at 18, mm-hmm. I think just turning 19, Eight, yeah, that's 18, I think, um, it's madness. People like, when you, do you know what it was? Um, a conversation I had with one of my friends and he said to me, he said, when you told me you were going to start Stargate, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie to you. I just kind of put it in the back of my head. Good luck. Didn't ever think anything was going to happen of it. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until a year, two years later. And he was like, yeah. And he told me that. He did tell me that. It was probably about two years after I started Stargate. Mm-hmm. And he said, bro, like, this is, this is crazy. And to me, I'm like, I'm, I'm nowhere. I'm so, I'm so stuck. I would say stuck in the bubble of Stargate or stuck in the bubble of my own circle and what's going on with my friends and what's that I sometimes forget to look back in a sense of um I was talking to I was talking to I think it was another friend and um we just we literally were going through Stargate's timeline on Stargate Mm. uh, on Instagram and that made me realise wow yeah because because we work with children because we work in schools like our numbers so our Instagram followers doesn't represent our business. We're not, do you know, we're not influencers. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I had to take. I'm thinking, I remember looking around going, hey, like looking at competition and thinking, my man's got like so-and-so thousand followers. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I kind of thought to myself, hang on a minute, he's an online um, PT. Mm-hmm. He needs the numbers. Mm-hmm. That's, that's his, that's his market. That's, that's, for me, we literally have thousands of children on the books. So then I thought, hang on a minute. If I had every child that's on the book, that's a client, every client. Mm. If I said I had thousands of clients, that's crazy. Yeah. And that's the way I had to, to look at it, you yeah. know? Mm. At one point, I think we had about four and a half thousand children on the books. That's, mm. that's madness. Of course. Do you know what I mean? And that is madness. If I said at the start that that's how many children, like, pff, no chance. Mm. And that was something for me to look back on and think, okay, cool. You're looking at the wrong things. You're growing. Don't worry about numbers mm-hmm. unless it's in the right area. Yeah. Being how many children you're impacting because that's the core of it. That's what we wanted. Yeah. You know? I think it's so easy. We've had conversations about this in the past as well. Like, I've been in the same place um, with other projects that I've started where 
because you live that, and that's what I'm, this is what I say to people that have their own project or don't have their own projects, don't have their own businesses, don't have their own side hustles, whatever it is. Like that is your thinking process twenty four seven. You don't switch off. You don't switch yeah. off, and it's like twenty four seven. Like I may finish my work for the day, and then I might be watching TV, and then I see something, and I go, mm, "That's quite a good idea for such and such." Okay, let me write that down. Or ah, oh, ah, oh, I just had an idea for another project. Let me write that down before I forget. Like it's a constant tick, tick, tick. When you live in that bubble, it's so easy to to look at things in there. So not a competitive way, but think mm, I should be further than I am. Mm. Or you're always looking ten steps ahead instead of stopping and being like, right, this is what I've got to to this point. And that's a, it's exactly the same lesson that I've had to start doing more of recently, as recent as like two, three months ago, when people were saying like, oh, you know, like such, like da 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 And I, I stopped and I took some time out and I actually took the, a moment to celebrate for the first time ever, mm-hmm. everything that I'd done up until a certain point. I didn't really celebrate university because I was, I was... Focus on the next thing. Focus on the next yeah. thing. I didn't take in what happened there because I was focusing on next project. I didn't take in the job because I was focusing on next thing. And then when I actually took it all in and stopped and thought, nah, like, I need to appreciate this because at the end of the day, everyone's journey is different, but that doesn't mean that I can't celebrate like what I've done to this point. Because if mm-hmm. you don't celebrate, you're always going to be feeling shit because you're like, fuck, man, like, oh, it's always the next, next, next. And you don't take the time to appreciate yeah. what's actually happening around you now. 100%. So like, I feel you're a hundred percent on that. And like, I think for people listening to it as well, like, you know, if you're starting your own projects and you've just started and you think to yourself like, oh, this is difficult. I don't know if I've quite got it in you. Like, it's the small wins that you've got to start learning to celebrate. Do you know what is something that is so overlooked? Mm-hmm. is goal setting. Yeah, 100%. Like, what I, I even until, I think we had the conversation maybe a year ago. I'm waiting for goal setting. And in my head, I'm thinking, I'm not going to goal set, but I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Because I, f- I find that like, with a lot of things, especially sport, but just a lot of things in general. Whatever you're taught first, mm. you think is basic and you neglect later on when you learn Facts. further stuff. Right? Yeah, hundred percent. Um, and I just think I forgot what I was talking about. No, nah, because you were saying like uh, you forget the basics of what's going on when you learn something, so you don't necessarily oh, think to go back. Goal setting. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's my brain. Too many punches. Definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, goal. So with goal setting. You what? Yeah, seven, eight, nine, something like that. Six, something. Yeah, yeah. there we go. If you taught short, medium, and long-term goals from young, so then when you get older, you think, "Oh, I don't need that because I learned that in." Mm. When you bring it into play, it's actually crazy. Like to be able to progress and monitor your progress. Yeah. Goal setting's perfect. Yeah. Okay, hit zones. Like no matter what it is, you want X. It's your small term goal. When you get there, you know you've reached there. Yeah. Whereas I was not setting goals. I just thought this is what I want it to be. Yeah. So I then I couldn't really see my progress because mm. that I just seen the end goal, and I realized yeah that's not it, mm. and I, I'm not there yet. Mm. So because I'm not there yet, I'm not doing great. I'm not doing well enough. Mm. When you think about it, when I look back, I was like yo that the progress I made from year second year to third year, massive jump. Yeah. Like it was stupid. It was almost too much. Because I remember, it's, re- it's relevant, like I remember we had conversations during that second year where you were like, bro, I'm struggling with this. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I don't, like paychecks and stuff, like 
people probably didn't know, but like there was there was times you were like, this is I'm raw contracts not coming through and you were yeah, thinking man. to yourself like I don't know if I've got this in me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like in the space of a, not even a year, it was less than a year. Yeah. To have that turned around and, and you know, I remember the conversations, you know, that summer of twenty eighteen. Hmm. You know what I mean? This madness. Training like mad man, but also every session was like, bro, schools this, contract that and it was on your head twenty four seven. So I just wanted to bring that in because I think it's important. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think um that summer I think that's why I went so ham with training. Yeah. I think that's why, because it was, it was one of those laugh or cry moments. Yeah. My laugh was, was training. Otherwise I was going to cry. <laughs> like it was real, like it hit me so much. And I was like, we're not, we're, we're not fading. And we weren't like completely, like there was, there was like, it was nothing. Mm. But it wasn't enough. Mm. And that's not me being greedy. That's me saying, okay, cool. I've got this person and this person on board. Mm. I've got X, Y, and Z I need to make to cover my, my bills, to cover my blah, blah, blah. Like I, I, I started living on my own when I was 18. Mm. So I was like, from then, I needed to hit a yeah, certain yeah. amount, standard. Now, then, I'm me being me, I'm like, I don't just want X or Y to be on like rubbish money. That's not what I'm trying to... I'm, I'm not trying to... You know, I built the platform to help people. That includes employees. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And as much as... I don't ever call them employees because they're just like... We're just like family. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? We've grew so close to each other that I'm like, right, so-and-so wants to get this new car or wants to get this new property or I need to get him that. That's, that's my way of thinking, which yeah. is for a businessman, probably not right. Mm. But that's just my... That's just me. So I'm like, that's why I had so much stress in that summer because I knew the targets that the people in the team had mm. and being at the top of the tree, you need to make something happen. Mm. And things won't fall into places I thought it would. Um, and a lot of that was also trying to do everything yourself. Yeah. I was worn out. I yeah, was I so worn out. Like how I'd done a, a full training camp for that summer, I don't know. You know, it was, it was, I was just, I was exhausted. I, I remember, man. And I feel like, yeah, it's, uh, I think there's always that learning point. Like, I've, I'm, again, kind of revisiting, like you said, going back to the basics, to go back to the first point you made, like, going back to the basics and being like, mm, you know what, like, this, I don't have to do this all by myself. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's about letting go of control. And you know, for me personally, mm-hmm what I'm like when I can get when I'm in a lot when I'm locked in a goal uh i.e university or, or projects it's like yeah you try and get me out of that zone yeah, yeah, it's yeah. very difficult yeah and I learned from burning myself out in that zone that sometimes it's okay to just give up control a little bit and not be like listen I can't do all this by myself mm. I need people mm. around me to take me out mm. and be like come and do this come yeah, to the yeah, cinema yeah, come yeah, to the yeah. coffee shop do this because if I don't, like, even that, you know, it doesn't seem like, oh, that's not business help, though, but it really is for people that sometimes are so fixated on doing one thing. That's it's, everything. It's the same thing in training, like, when anybody goes to train, mm. yeah, I train seven days a week. Okay, that's great. By your seventh day, you're not even pushing at 100% intensity. Yeah. You're not. You're, you're exhausted. Your body needs a rest. Mm. So, yes, you're putting in maximal effort, but you're not putting in maximal 
intensity. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah, no, hundred percent. You know, like you're not putting in what you can do, provided you have a rest day. Mm. That's the same with business. If you don't have a rest day, and for like for me, I think it was to be fair, it was definitely that because I was working like I I was, I was whether I was in work or not, you I was working. Me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that was for seven days. Mm-hmm. Constantly, constantly, constantly up for seven days. And also not using the team. Like I've always, I started the company with a team. But then I didn't utilise the team. Do mm. you know what I mean? Like, even down to social media and promotion, I would just do it how I knew. But there's ways to do it. There's, mm-hmm. And there was people around me mm-hmm that knows what they're doing yeah. and they and it was like until I started really taking in and listening and, and then just giving giving jobs where I know they can do it yeah and and do it better than me <laughs> do you know what I mean and that's that's the thing because yeah. you're so like I'm so precise same as you you're so precise how you want things done in coaching I'm so precise like my coaches know right x y and z yeah. you bring your personality into that but that's the formula but that exactly yeah and that's what I wanted to do with everything. Mm. But I didn't allow that to happen because I was like, oh, I just, I just do it because I know, I know it's done. Mm. But then once you give that person that in the team that opportunity and say, right, this, like you said, that's the formula. Add your, add your bit to it and you just get so much more done. Yeah. So I, much more done. I think it's a level of, mat- of maturity too, not in a sense of personal maturity, but like business maturity mm. because like, uh, you know, again, it's like, I wanted to learn to put it back on to give a sort of similar, a very similar point, but in a different field for people listening. When I was learning how to coach, not from a sports perspective, from a person to person perspective, I wanted to learn everything. Mm. I wanted to learn every model possible. I wanted to try everything, everything, and I wanted to experiment. Da, da, da. I was filling up my brain with everything. Yeah. Um, but really, like I was overcomplicating it and trying to do too much instead of saying to people like, oh, do you want to give me some help with this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to, like, what do you think? Mm-hmm. I didn't start asking people, what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. Probably until about a year, year and a half into my, like, when I started blogging and writing, I was like, what do you think about this? And then when I started asking people, what do you think? Like, uh, and they were like, I probably wouldn't do that. And I wouldn't do this. And I'm thinking, hmm, interesting. And I kind of see your point. Yeah, yeah, Whereas yeah. before it was just kind of like, I'm doing it. Suck your mum. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I don't care yeah, if you yeah. don't think I need to put this out. And sometimes that actually is necessary, but in terms of progression, sometimes asking people, what do you think, or do you think this can be done better, is the difference between a, a successful project or a successful year and a year where you're just like, fucking, what yeah, the fuck yeah, am yeah, I going to do? Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yam and beans at the fucking tin and, and like, you know, the Cocoa Pops. Uh, <laughs> 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 across across like different areas but yeah 100 percent. and i feel like without them lessons you can't be you can't get to that that next level sometimes you've got to suffer a little bit and you know the, the, the journey is not worth it otherwise mm-hmm. you know what i mean like if, if you came in here and you was like it's been blessed you know fam like if you came on here and was like you know what mine's just cruised every single year yeah then it wouldn't give you the the lessons to pass on and mm-hmm. i think fundamentally just watching you over the past you know 
few years, like more than a few years now, like the model that you had at the start compared to now is so much different. Yeah, yeah. Because you've learned. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, because yeah. you've applied it more importantly. Because yeah. anyone can learn, but very few people apply. Yeah. And I think the team that you've got now, um, you know, uh, is, is, is a great team. And it's a team that you've kind of, you, you can see that you've kind of said, you just like, do your thing. Like, you take this session yeah, or yeah, you, yeah. you do this, like go to this coach and, and instead of, you know, you took a step back, mm-hmm. which is what leaders sometimes need to do. Yeah, 100%. I think my, you know, when you, when you, when you're a boss mm. and you run a company or a project or whatever, you, you almost get this level of, um, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. It's like arrogance. Mm. I know what I'm doing. Now, in terms of, say, school coaches, this is going to sound mad arrogant, but I could probably, I, I say I could back it, is I'm probably one of the leading yeah. school co- coaches. Yeah. And I'm not talking in, like, in Bristol. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Strongly, I can't say out. Blood. I can't say that out of Bristol because I've not been there, but... Best do you know in what I'm saying? You could. <laughs> yeah. But I know that because I've, I've gone in... Mm-hmm. And I've worked with loads of coaches mm-hmm. and developed plans with loads of coaches. And it's, you know, I've, like I said, I've been there, I've done it, and I can say, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the strong competitors of coaches in school. Yeah. Then I look to move on, and I kind of like I said, I'm thinking about what I want to do next. Mm. But what I, I think I needed was to take out that of I know everything and ask, mm. and, and ask somebody. So, for example, I wanted to get more into strength and conditioning. Now, this isn't, <clears throat> this ain't like, I want to be a PT and work in pure gym. That's mm. not the case. No disrespect to anybody who does that, because mm. there's, no, there's no problem in that. I wanted a specific gap in the market. Yeah. I wanted this specific um, job role, mm. and it requires a lot more time, attention, and work. Mm. And that's being a performance coach. Mm. You know, And I, there's a lot of people that have, branded themselves as a performance coach and they're not I would personally say they're not quite there and other performance coaches would say mm. they're not quite there mm. and the reason why is because there's so much that goes into it mm. that unless you continue to grow your knowledge mm. you don't realise mm. and that's when I had a conversation with somebody can I name names? Yeah, of course you can okay calm so yeah Ray and Wilson yeah I I dropped him a message and I don't I actually haven't spoken to him about this for a long time, I saw any other comp- any other company competition. Mm. That's what it was. Ray and Wilson was competition in my head. That's a young mind, 18, 19, yeah, 20. And that's what you just think it is. Mm. So I never really reached out mm. until I grew the level of personal maturity and business maturity. I thought, you know what? He's doing what I want to do. And... It was one, like, I knew of him, he knew of me. And I thought, okay, let me drop him a message. This was in the first lock. I think it was, yeah, first lockdown. Yeah. Dropped him a message and said, look, could do a bit of advice. And Ray and B. Ray, he just said, yeah, okay, cool. After 45 years of waiting <laughs> for a reply. <laughs> but I can't complain because I'm just the same. Mm. Um, but yeah, he said, yeah, come, he said, come down. So I, I remember I came to basically Narnia, wherever his gym is, that's way up. Mm. And um, yeah, we sat down and, and I said to him, I want to be a performance coach. 
and you can see that he was trying to give me an answer without giving me the answer. Yeah. Which is, at the time, I remember leaving that conversation ready to bang him. <laughs> I was ready to bang him up. I was like, I wanted to, I, I just wanted the answer. Yeah. But what he gave me was a lot more than an answer. It was me having to really dig deep into what do you want? Yeah. What is it you think that you're going into? Yeah. And what is it you need to do what you want to do? Yeah. And it was perfect. It's exactly what I needed. And it, it taken time, you know? Yeah. And um, that conversation, yeah. um, I was running a pre-season program. This is just that when group training was allowed. Yeah. Yeah. I was running a pre-season program and I got injured myself. And um, I obviously needed rehab for my knee. So I ended up going back to Ray. Mm. And in that time, I was in that that area, in me being rehabbed, um, being around athletes. I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. Mm. Not in a sense of I want to leave what Stargate is. Yeah, of course. Not that at all. It was the addition that I personally needed. Yeah. It was the next challenge that I needed, yeah. um, which was... I want to do strength and conditioning, mm. but at a performance level. Yeah. And um, yeah, and it was it was perfect. And based on me being there every week, you know, you were dropping little bits of not necessarily homework, but basically you mm. call it homework. Learn X, Y, and Z, and I'd come back and say, "Yeah, I've got this, this, and this. What about this?" And you know, and, and mm. it was it was developing my knowledge and knowing like knowing what way to go course-wise, mm. um, like literature and, mm. and things that you need to do to learn to be in that role. Mm. Perfect. It's exactly what I needed. So even though I was, even though I was, um, like I said, the, the boss or whatever you want to call it and the owner of the company, yeah, I was top of that tree, mm. but I needed somebody else to help me get onto the next level. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that doesn't happen enough. No, of course. You know, it, it doesn't happen enough. I've, I've now realised it and I now try and speak to like up and coming, especially sports companies because I can give a lot mm. in that field. And I say, okay, try and do this or I wouldn't do this if I was you. Take the advice. Don't take it entirely up to you. But I've learned from that mistake. So, mm. bam, 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 bam. And um, I think pulling away that, that arrogance of I know what I'm doing, you learn so much quicker. You do. You learn and you develop so much quicker. Mm. So I'm kind of, I'm really glad that I, I took that out mm. for a moment in time to reach out mm. and like looking at it now you know it's like I can see I can see me and Ray working together mm. more now than I would say competition because yeah. we're not we're not even in, even though we're in the same sports and industry mm. we're not competitors yeah. do you know what I mean but it was just that young mindset of yeah he does sports that's it Mm. competition my man does sports competition she does sports competition and that's just that's the wrong way to look at it yeah. definitely the wrong way mm. that's the, well, I had a similar thing with um with Bill um, and it's, it's interesting like there's it's, there's this old saying in it when the student's ready the master appears mm. right um, and when I started uh, in uni for example um, I came in off of not even good A-levels I came off of okay A-levels, but I had one good grade, sociology. And I was like, I'm the shit at this. Like, there's <laughs> nobody that can touch me in here. Like, I came in and, you know, I had this, this assuredness that, you know, I'm good at this. 
like this is what I'm good at and no one can't tell me shit about it and uh, it was the first lecture ever of my university career sociology this guy called Bill Bill Hill now one of my very very close like friends business partners mentor coach however you want to conceptualise it he's a very very important part of my career and this guy comes in and he starts the lecture and he goes just out of interest you know how many of you guys done a sociology A level few people put their hands up he said okay awesome he said um how many of you have performed well at that level um hands stayed up so how many of you did very well and want specifically like a grade sociology few of us still have our hands up and he goes okay he said well i'm here to tell you from day one this doesn't mean shit here this doesn't mean shit he said if anything those of you who didn't do sociology at a level are an advantage because you've got to earn all the incorrect stuff they taught you nice. the year before. And I remember sitting there and going, oh shit, is this what this guy's done to me already? Uh, he wasn't speaking directly to me, yeah, but yeah. I took it personally. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, we ended up having a conversation again. He's like, what did you do at A-level? I said, A. He said, cool. He said, well, just to remind you, like I said at the lecture, that doesn't mean shit here. Yeah. He said, and over time, your show, no. He said, we said before that, he said, you know, this, is, this doesn't mean shit here. You know, I've seen A-level students graduate with two twos. He said, it doesn't mean anything. He said, but we'll see what you're capable of in a few years' time, right? Nice. I said, you will see what I'm capable of in three years' time, yeah. I walked out of there and I said, I don't give a fuck who comes in my way. I'm proving him wrong. Mm-hmm. And I, I, even though he was challenging me, as I reflect on it, he was just seeing what I was made of. Mm-hmm. I took that as personal challenge I'm not getting g-checked by a 60 year old dude <laughs> that thinks he knows what I'm capable yeah, yeah, of yeah. yeah so I was like Bill if you're not 60 man is I'm sorry yeah but I just that's what I that's what I thought at the time I was like you know like this is personal challenge mm. but when you think back on it the similar to what you're saying with Ray and like he didn't give me the answers. He didn't give me that assurity that I needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just said, we'll see what you made of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what yeah. he's actually saying was, if you want to be successful, you've got to work for it. Mm. You've got to find out how you work for it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, over time, we've had a conversation about it um, since. He said, I was just testing you. He said, many students walk through that think they know what they're doing. Few leave actually at the top. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's not me saying I finished at the top, but I did... I did do very well for myself and every time I wanted to stop, mm. I remembered that conversation. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. pissed me off. Yeah. I was, when I was feeling down about myself or feeling like I couldn't do it, it's like, oh, Bill was right then. It's mm. like, no, he's not. Mm. Back again. So, yeah, I, I think there's certain people that, you know, I didn't necessarily like Bill at the start. Mm. I, I didn't see him as a competitor because obviously I was a student and he was a lecturer. But I remember thinking, I don't know if I like this guy. He seems a bit like he... To put it bluntly, I was like, this guy seems like a prick. Mm. But then as I started to learn his approach to coaching, which is what I use to this day now, yeah, yeah. learning from him, is you've got to find what that individual is like, the personality type, and you've got to just draw from it. Mm. You've got to push them buttons. Because people have like button, they, you can push people's buttons to get a response. He knew what buttons to push and he didn't even know me. He, he didn't even know me from, from Dave. Mm. But he just thought, okay, this guy, bit of arrogance. Let's see what he's capable of. So... I think there's certain people that can do that yeah. and just be like, and, 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 and give you that guidance. And, you know, I think 
it's necessary because there's always somebody out there that's better than you. Always, always, always. And there's always somebody that will humble you with what you don't know, but sometimes you've got to actively search for that. Mm-hmm. Coach Pratt said something to me on the podcast I did for Amplify, he's saying that you've got to fail, you've got to fail frequently in order to get to be successful. You've got to put yourself in spaces where you're failing a lot. And failing doesn't mean like, oh, I've actually mashed it up. It means making mistakes, learning from the mistakes. And like that requires to have someone like a Rayan or, or, or I say Rayan, I'm so sorry, bro. Um, <laughs> but like, um, it's a, it's a, one of them ones where you need the people that give you that opportunity to fail, that know their stuff. You just learn so yeah. much. I think if you go to a, a new place, space, whatever, mm. if you go there and you're smashing it consistently, it's not your level. Yeah, 100%. And you need to continue to go higher. Like, you see it a lot with with athletes. Mm. We have some athletes that are playing lower leagues because they want to be that guy. Mm. They're that guy that smashes, yeah, is, is, the, is the known player, best in the team, blah, blah, blah. But for the people that really want to reach potential in whatever it is, if you're putting yourself in a position and you're failing, then you know, yeah, i got to work harder. You're putting it in a place where you're just consistently... doesn't mean I say you go into a new place or a new job and you smash it the first week. Nah, that's ain't it for me. Mm. That's not what I'm saying. Mm. But you get somewhere and it's, it's too easy. Mm. Then that's not your potential. You can mm. go further and you can go further and further. So you have to put... Like, you know, Coach Pratt said, you have to put yourself in positions where you're going to fail. And if you are failing, you continue to work. Mm. And you continue to work because that work that you're putting in is your progression. Mm. And then finally, you should find yourself at a position where, okay, I'm starting to, I've, I've now, what I was failing at, I'm now succeeding at. Mm-hmm. And you continue to push. Because mm-hmm. I think you've got a point I wanted to say, like, um, I was speaking to a, to, a, to a dear friend of mine, um, saying that, you know, like, people around you influence, like, you're, you're the average of your friends, right? Mm-hmm. Which I think is very true. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think we have something in common in the sense that we have lots of people that know us. Um, I've got I've got friends, and I'm, I'm not saying I'm alone in that, but our company is very select. Yeah. Sorry for the face. <laughs> 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 um, uh, but now, nah, like, I have close friends, right? But I don't have like many. I don't. You don't see me just chilling with Ben. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I think that's something we might have in common in the sense that I think. Uh, for me, I feel like the people that you have around you can either dictate where you go and what you do, or they can limit what you go and what mm. you do. I spent a lot of time by myself mm. during university. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I was Madness. They, mad. Yeah. And partly, I think that was because I'm you. I don't. Most people think, or well, at least I felt all the time, they think with a limit in capacity. Mm. You can't do that. Oh, I don't know if you can do this. Oh, I'm stressed out with this. And I didn't need that negativity mm. all the time. So the best thing for me to do is remove myself from the space yeah, yeah. and be surrounded with my own thoughts, which is I'm here to be the best, what I thought I was trying to do. I'm here to be the best that I could possibly be. The only limitations are ones I put on myself. And if I weren't around people like that, 
that were telling me, oh, it's difficult, it's this and yeah, that. Yeah. I'm less likely to be influenced by it. Mm-hmm. And I think you're the same in a sense that we have people that we hang about with and we catch joke with. Obviously, close friends listening to this, we're not chatting about you and that. Do you know what I mean? Because Cam's going to be like, so, <laughs> <laughs> so what you've worked? We're just, we're just, we're just, we're just, we're just like brethren, is that what you're saying? But like, no, obviously not. I mean, the people that we just see, chill, go for a coffee with um, and think, yeah. But like, we keep ourselves to ourselves for the most part. Yeah, I think, um, I think, like you said, we both know a lot of people. I think I can, I can go to town or mm. wherever and there's a good chance I'm going to see somebody and that's not me going, oh, like, it's, mm. that's not a case. It's just because of industries that we're in, schools, etc. Like We're still small. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So a lot of people think, yeah, I'm, I'm brethren to bare people and it's not the case I'm saying you're not my brethren you're not my brethren but at the same time yeah. <laughs> at the same time it's like very few people know me do yeah. you know what I mean huh? and, I, and I know that it's the same you are the prime example <laughs> oh my gosh you've come alive this year like prior to this year I'm trying to explain who Lewis is because yeah. people didn't see that side people didn't see the, the madness that I've saw for years yeah. people didn't see that side are you sure? I'm like, I promise you. Like, I promise you. And I, like, even, for example, I would talk about, and you do strippers, you dancing or whatever. Mm. People don't see that. So they're like, nah, I can't really see that. He looks like he's stiff still. I can't really. I like, said that, yeah. <laughs> I want names. Yeah, yeah. But, do you know, and then, it wasn't until this year, or early, I forget, it's February, mm. late last year, that people go, rise. I see what you said. Like, um, I was on the call to Blake one time. And he said, bro, Lewis is a joke. I said, you're telling me I can't known him for years. Like, this is the Lewis that I've always known. This is just the Lewis that you guys are getting to know now. Mm. Because you've, you've, you've changed in a sense of that true Lewis. Like you said, you've now got that close circle that mm. sees it. Whereas before you were in that, take yourself away from everybody. Obviously, that was always around, but other than me, I would say it was like just work. That was it. There was yeah. there was nothing else. Do you know what? everyone? All the people that I studied at university, I love you. I got friends and stuff. But you're all my competitors. Yeah, that's how I viewed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that that was how I viewed it. And like, it sounds extreme, but it was the fact of the, it was the fact of the matter. Like, you didn't see me. I didn't go to events mm-hmm. because I'm trying to beat you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're out partying this evening. Cool. I'm here reading. Yeah, yeah. You're you're doing. You know, you're taking a night off. All right, I'm going to the library. Like it, it was. Do you know? What? Sorry, it's yeah, no. so funny. Like again, just the amount of conversation that we had. Blood. So and so invited me to. What am I rolling there for, <laughs> blood? Like yeah. I've got things to do. <laughs> I'm like, rah. But that that was the mentality that I had going into it because I I wanted to be like I wanted that so much. I don't know for what reason, but it was there. It was part of what I wanted to do. But now, the last, like you say, the year or so, I've realised that I can still be that person. I'm more productive than I was. Yeah. Because you get that rest. You get that get break. That, get that rest. I get that break. And I'm less guarding of who I am because it is who I am. Some people like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Some people think, don't know about that. Same with the, you know, the, 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 the commentary that I do on certain political things. If you don't like it, that's okay. Mm. That's my opinion. That's what I think. Um, my job's not to make everybody 
like what I do. My job is just to be myself, and I try and put that into everything that I do now. And like you say, opening up myself to to a few more people, not everybody. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Because that would just be mad. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, Madness. It, it, a career would be uh, uh, done, done out from from time. Which is why private stories on Instagram, people, yeah, are the best thing ever. But like on a serious note, it's that 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 again, it's the personal maturity. Like uh, it's a young mindset. You're all mm. my competitors. Mm. Burns you out. Yeah. Because now you're it looking at... Tiring, what, what, what did you get? 71. Fuck, I've got 70. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. to go and work. 1% better. I'm going to be 3% better next yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And like, all right, L- looking at the, the study and then like, people don't, people don't realise it's probably the first time, probably talking about it publicly, but the, the levels that I went to, people saw that the work I was putting in, but you saw it because you lived with me for a bit as well. Mm. Non-stop. Yeah. It, it never wasn't a switch off. It, it was, was mad, man. It, it was, was like... Before I've even woken up, you smashed out like two hours of work. Yeah. And it, just because that was every single second of my waking thoughts was, how am I going to get this goal? Because, you know, da 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 da. And that's not how. It, if you can sustain that, big up to you, but I certainly didn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it's, I think it's difficult because, regardless mm. of who you are, mm. to stay. Like the amount of hours and concentration and focus that you put onto that. To stay consistent with that, you you have to be some head of a person to do that. We we talk about this, say like say both of us haven't bun ourselves out the last year though. Madness. You know what I'm saying? We're like, we need to take rest and then I'll go to the portal <laughs> and man got Yeah, bro. <laughs> I mash up today still on this day. Yeah, what are you telling me? Oh man, I'm so tired. I haven't slept in four hours and like mm. we give advice to people all the time. I listen to myself give advice to people, I'm like, you need to listen to that bit, Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, I'm with you there still. I think, like, for me, I used to tell people about breaks. It, it wasn't until a couple of people had, like, I'm trying to think, why haven't been in-law? I think it was mother-in-law, bro. She said to me, you need to take a break. Mm. I'm, I'm taking a break. I'm, I'm here. I'm taking a break. She said, nah, you need to take a good break, a proper break. And then my head, I'm thinking holiday. I'm like, yeah, I'm going on holiday. I'll, I'll book a holiday when COVID's there. She said, nah, consistent mm. breaks. So I'm thinking, oh, okay. So I sat back, full by. Bro, I don't think I took a weekend off for about... I remember. Years. I remember. Years, man. And I thought, okay, that needs to go. That needs to go. Mm. And, you know, certain things that I was dropping, get a little bit of stick for. But I was like, Do you know what? It needs to be done. Yeah, it, it had to be done. And, and had certain things had to get dropped. Told people, look, if you do sessions with me and the athletes and stuff on the weekend, you're going to have to find time midweek. Or, or, you know, Monday to Friday is where I'm going to work. And to try and just at least give yourself the opportunity to to just rest. Yeah. And also have, and have family time. Because, like, it was... There's times where I thought about it. I would always go and see my nieces. Like, you know mm. me, you know I'm close to my nieces. But I'm, I'm going in, and the first question... My niece is asking me, is how long are you going to be here for? Like, she was, she didn't even want to go to her room to grab something to come back down because she thought I might be going out the door by then. Because, yes, I was seeing them consistently, mm. but I was only seeing them for two, three minutes at a time sometimes. Sometimes I'm going from A to B and I just quickly stop. How are you guys doing? You're good. Bam, 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 bam. Chum, I got to go to work. And it was mad. So it was like, just to be able to stop, be with my nieces and the rest of the family. And actually, 
just spend some time with them. It's crazy because like even now I see the relationships that I've got with them has grew mm-hmm. and we've grew closer because I'm I'm there. I'm actually spending I'm I've seen them every day or every other day before, but now I'm actually spending time with them. It's crazy. It's so important and I think even us the last year <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. things have things have happened personally for both of us and stuff, but I think this is probably the year that we've that we've known each other since like three, but it's probably the year we've spoken about deep shit. Definitely. You know? Oh my goodness. Like deep shit. This yeah. when was it? Summertime? Yeah. The oh my I can clear as day. <laughs> the very first time that we had a deep com- the very first time we had a deep conversation. And it was, like, I can see how you're feeling. I can, like, it's it's mad. Like, I've never seen you like that before. Mm. And I'm laughing, blood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing. In my head, I'm, st- I'm trying not to laugh. And it's just because I didn't know there wasn't a friendship beyond banter at that point. It was just jokes. Everything was a joke. Even the, the deep stuff in childhood as yeah. well. Get, bro, like, how many jokes have we made? I, I still to this day about being diabetic. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I call it my hypo cupboard, bro. <laughs> I've got my own, I'm not even diabetic, I've got a hypo cupboard just because that's our jokes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And the gallon, all of them. This is what I'm saying. So it's like, we didn't know beyond that point. So you're telling me something, and I'm like, and what makes it worse is, Mama, Wait, Mama. Uh, yeah, bro, I could see it. It's why it was a madness. The mm. first time you felt like that, the first time I've seen you in any way, shape, or form emotional, mm. and that's crazy to, because you've lost people prior to that point. Yeah, hundred percent. And I and I still hadn't seen that like yeah. this. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? I haven't seen that raw emotion like I have now. So I'm thinking, oh my god, and it had taken probably. I would say two conversations. Yeah, and um, by the way, listeners, this is in the Portland as well. Like Portland is a, ca- a coffee shop, yeah. So like, man's pouring out art <laughs> in the coffee shop, yeah. And I could see him laughing, and that's making me want to laugh. So it was actually <laughs> quite that kind of broke the, the like the, the space up a yeah. little bit. But like at the time, obviously, um, things were going on, and and I was everything like was just kind of my whole life mm-hmm. that I knew was just kind of like oh yeah yeah thought you knew that yeah 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 flipped enjoy that so yeah but I think that's an important point because I think a lot of the time particularly men as well and I put myself in this basket 100% um, I didn't realise I had toxic masculinity in the sense of emotion until I recognised that when I called I texted you I remember the text almost word for word hey bro been a minute mm. I haven't spoke to you in a while but I could use some support yeah yeah right and I remember sending it and thinking see what happens yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but like for that to happen and for me to, to reach out and then, you know, I'd, I'd spoken to people in my, like, obviously parents and stuff, but to have friends that I opened up to because I don't think you didn't know a lot of the shit that was going on for mm. me around that time with different things that were going yeah, on. Yeah. So when I was kind of relating to you, like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Like, how did you not... I think I knew... that, And the thing is, I knew this subject. I knew certain things. Yeah. But then when everything got tied into to each other and everything got broken down you added on how you felt about yeah. the situation on top mm. which situations because it was work related yeah, too yeah, do you know yeah, what I'm saying yeah, yeah. so I think when you when somebody like you can know a situation you mm. think well that's mad 
And then when someone that you know and close to adds their emotion mm. to the situation, I think the severity is, is yeah. it hits home a little bit more. You're like, okay, cool. This yeah. is this is how he feels about this. It's not just you know the situation; it's actually feeling the situation too. Because I think as a man as well, or at the time I say because I've changed drastically in terms of how I approach it, but at the time I was like, my emotions is tied to the situations that I'm in, whether it was work, personal, emotional, and there's other people involved. So I keep that. Like, I'm in, I'm I'm a trained mental health professional. Mm. Just like confidentiality. Yeah. Don't sh- don't spread shit, even mm. if it's your shit. Mm. But then I realized you can keep the confidentiality and, and the details out, but still talk about how you feel yeah, yeah, yeah. about stuff. Yeah. Still let your side of it out because that was the stuff that I needed to get rid of. Like the details and personal things and, and individuals and, and groups of people involved, they kept their space protected. I needed to get my space out because yeah. it was yamming me up. Yeah, in, yeah, in yeah, all, yeah. All, all of the stuff that I was doing. So... Yeah, I think that's an important point in terms of the growth recently, and you'll find me recently. I don't. Is that we had the conversations? Man's doing poetry now. Mm-hmm. Man's, uh, you know, like writing music again, which I haven't done in long, 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 long time. But like, it's just opening up that self again to kind of expression, and even working with young people, like young young boys in particular, and having seeing them patterns and being like, you man need to open up. You need to start talking more. I think on that something just reminded me. Since, or teaching young people, especially about mental health or, you know, anything to do with that. So my, yours is predominantly mental health. Mm. Mine is sometimes situation-based and, and mm. decision-making, I would say. But by teaching that, you're understanding mm. and you're teaching yourself as well. Yeah. Like, I, there was, there was so many times, in fact, there was one situation, crazy I got some news that um, one of my friends passed away and I was outside work. Mm. And I, when I mean outside, I mean I'm literally like three steps away from the door. Yep. I took the call, couldn't believe it. And it was just like, okay, coaching on my own today as well. So it's not been a case that I can go to the, my one of my staff and say, I need you to just hold it down today. I'll support you, but mm. lead the way. So it wasn't. I'm doing a mentoring session my mentoring session is based on emotions. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And the group that I've got are very like, very energetic. Mm. They're very um, outwardly spoken. Yeah. I thought this is going to be mad. Mm. This is going to be mad. So I've walked in started and I literally was like, I just leveled with them. It was so weird. I've never done it before. And I didn't know what I, mm. I knew I can't follow that plan. Yeah. I knew it. Yeah, yeah, of course. I thought, do you know what? My head, I just knew... The things that I would need to spot and target and work with, I knew I wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. So I sat down, I sat them down and kids being kids, they read your body language and see you're not the same, I'm not usually coming in, touching their fists and mm. quite hyped. They saw I wasn't like that. So they sat down quite quietly and calm. And I, and I just laid out, I just said to them, I said, guys, look, I've just taken a phone call. That phone call consisted of this, this message. And you can just see them, they were all like, oh my goodness. Mm. And at that point, I said, so, I said, listen, we're not going to do a session, but what we are going to do is we're going to speak about loss. Mm. We're going to speak about emotion, mm. but specifically in loss. Mm. Ask them who lost somebody. Mm. Some of them lost people, some of them lost animals, it's all the same to, the, to children. Is a loss is a loss. Mm. And that's what the session was about. 
But I left that session. Feeling Bro, it yeah. was mad. Mm. I left that session like, okay, cool. Like, I need to go to this place into the parents' house. Yeah. But I can get there and feel like I'm strong enough to support them and not. Yeah. Do you know like, what I mean? Yeah, 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 it yeah. was mad. Like, it was so crazy to think that converse, that conversation I had with children mm. and I'm teaching them and they come out with it. With, but that was based on a conversation I had a couple of minutes before I walked in the door. Mm. Mental. It's so important. It's so, so important. Like, to to speak um, to each other. To It doesn't matter who it is or where it is. And that's why I always say to people, it doesn't matter who it is. Mm. Like, if you find your outlet, use it because it's so important. So, so important. And it helps out. And don't you find, like, don't you find that the young people that you work with, I find personally, um, obviously I can't go into details because of, again, the, like, the nature of it, but, like, don't you find that specific lessons or, or concepts that young people come to you? It's like talking to yourself. Yeah. And it heals, it, it heals like, certain things yeah, that you had yeah, yeah. inside of you and you're like, I'm healing not just this person, but also the person that was gone through exactly that same space that didn't really deal with it at the time. You th- there's yeah. two people in the room. Yeah, there's you yeah. at that age and there's the person yeah, that you with. And it's like, we just kind of heal those wounds continually. I think that's what why we do, we do it in different capacities. But I think that's one of the greatest blessings that the job that I do mm. allows me to do is to work with young people, help young people, but also, you know, and not from a selfish point of view, but help myself because I can't give 100% yeah. if I'm not 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, man. I think to go back on that as well, and there's something that is... Um, it usually comes up a lot you know when, whenever a conversation is quite deep or, or something like that and someone's speaking to me about my mum specifically said oh, I don't know what I would do without you know if I lost my mum I don't think I'd ever get over it and blah 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 and it weirdly a lot of people I think if not everybody didn't realise and because I didn't realise yeah. I didn't accept losing my mum until I started starting that's what's mad. So 18, 10 and 19, you know, 10, 11 years mm. that my mum had gone and that I had just sat on it. Yeah. I literally just sat, but because I wasn't angry anymore and I wasn't going around fighting, mm. I thought that was need. I thought I accepted it, but yeah. it wasn't. I just managed to mature and to learn how to control that emotion. But it comes back at points. But the minute I started the company, yeah. I remembered why I started the company. Mm. Because I was in that school in those situations around those people. Why why was I there? Mm. Because I lost my mum. And then when I go into teach lessons Mm. about so many things, about loss, and, you know, because realistically in a lot of our schools is if somebody has lost somebody Mm. or or there is a lot of emotion at home, they usually come to me. Mm. That's that's my role. Mm. So when I'm speaking to kids about these situations, is this my emotion that were flying up because I realized, oh my goodness, yeah. and when I go home, I thought I hadn't, I haven't dealt with this. Mm. I really haven't dealt with this, and it wasn't until um, a few things were starting. One was on our old website, mm. um, big up Cam for the new website. Yeah, on the old website, we every coach had a story. Mm. And I st- my story is, is as I'm speaking it now, 
And um, when I, I remember I, I wrote that story up. This is before we launched and I saved it. And I think I saved it for mm. maybe a month. Mm. It was just on my laptop. I could not publish it mm. because I'd never outwardly spoke about my mum. Mm. Couldn't publish it. No way. Like I had, when I was younger, there was counsellors, you know, for, for young people that would come in. Not on it. Straight away. Are we done? Cool. In a bit. I'm going back to class. I was not on it. Yeah. There's no way. Like, So for me to publish this, for anyone who searches us to click on it and read... I have an opinion on it. Oh my goodness. It was wild. And I just saved this. I'm not doing it. Yeah. I'm not doing it. And it was... It's actually um, Marissa, a graphic designer, mm. who said, well, you're going to have to do it. Mm. Shout out to Riss. Yeah, big shout out to Riss. I was just like... You're gonna, you're gonna have to. Everyone's got their story there. Everyone wants to know why you created Stargate. Yeah. I was at that time again. I was another person that was a dump up because I was like, "This ain't happening." Yeah. Like, no. But mm. you know, I did it. Mm. Which for I'd say for the first few weeks, I was like, oh "My goodness," mm. but it was done, and it wasn't until people go, "Oh my god, I read your." Mm. Read, read your uh, story and I'm thinking damn that needs to go <laughs> I was like that needs to because there are so many people as we were starting to grow mm. and as you know when you launch a business or you launch a project mm. the popularity is, is massive at the start and it dips down afterwards yeah, yeah, yeah. so at the start you're bam, bam, everyone's on the website reading it I'm Read like that. oh looking my looking at the grammar like okay yeah, yeah. serious <laughs> it was just like mm. oh man it's up there it's, it's got to stay but People are coming to me and asking me, oh, I didn't realise that about you. And, da, 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 da. and I really didn't want that to, um, I didn't I didn't want that to stay, to be fair. And I, now it's not there, but it's not, it's not, not there because I wanted it to come down. It's because it was, it's exactly that. It's the purpose. People know me in work mm. and people know who we are, what we are mm. and what we're trying to achieve. Mm. And I think, like you said, it serves its purpose that can come down and, and now there's kind of a change in the maturity in the business where mm. things look different. But that was a massive, massive step to accepting things. Mm. I had to publish that. And I had to do the lessons with the children that I thought, yeah, it's yeah, been calm. Mm. And I think, do you know what it is with kids? They ask you questions. Yep. And when they ask you questions... You read like you can't like for me. Yeah. I always say I say to all all the the coaches, mentors, staff, whatever. I say, don't answer a question that you don't know the answer to. Mm. Just don't do it because mm. you're what you know. Whatever you tell a child, if they believe you, that's it. Mm. Until they're taught differently, that is what they're gonna. That's what they're gonna stick to, mm. and that's what they're gonna know. So don't teach them wrong. Mm. So when they ask me certain questions, I think, oh, I'm actually gonna have to dig for this one. I'm actually gonna have to think about how I feel. To be able to give them the right answer and the right advice. Yeah. And again, that, that brought up so many different things. Mm, 100% bro. Yeah man, so we've been talking for an hour now or so, just over. <laughs> so Easy, isn't it? it's crazy, but this is like, this is something we do a lot anyway, but I, f- I felt like it would be really useful to like chat, mm. you know what I'm saying? So like, what's, what's next? for you I know there's some things you can't talk about I'm not going to press for that man's not the BBC or nothing <laughs> but like what's next for you in terms of you know short term and like what, what what what's kind of what's going on for you I would say I'm in like a I would say business wise I'm in like a development phase mm. what I mean by that is 
um, some opportunities have come come forward a lot sooner than I thought. Mm. So what was my long term goal um, is looking quite quite close now. Yeah, so, yeah madness. <laughs> I don't want uh, to get my hopes up too high, but you know things are moving in the right direction. And, yeah. and like I said, if that does happen, then development development meaning where do I want to go next? Mm. You know, in, in a sense of what does what does Stargate do next? So that's something that I'm thinking about. Um, but at the same time, still watching the progress of, of whether that long-term goal yeah. does come mm. sooner as it looks like it is or... Yeah. yeah. So it's, um, that's, that's the difficult thing. And I think what I'm trying to do using this lockdown is to try and really put a stamp on just a few little things mm. that... You know, um, what we see is clear, but we need to make sure everyone else sees is clear. Mm. So, for example, our purpose, what is our purpose? Mm. You know, for us, um, the whole team, we know why we've done it. We know why we, we started the company. We know why we get up and go to work. Yeah. For other people, they might see it as they're just another sports coaching company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yes, we are, but at the same time, no, we're not. Mm. There is a big difference. Um and the difference, I believe, is in is in the purpose mm. you know, um, of what we're trying to achieve for a lot of young people, I guess. Mm, mm, mm. Um, so yeah, we're just trying. To, I think that's the main thing. In just different ways, we're trying to try to find ways of how to um, make sure everybody knows that's what we're doing. Mm. Put little putting programs together mm. and stuff like that. I say sounds good, man. I think just watching you, like I said, I think you know. There's, there's there's always gonna be something and yeah, I think as a as a as a company you always you always reinvent yourself. You keep to the core, do you know what I'm saying? But I feel like the core of Stargate's the core, but like you're always adding stuff. Yeah. And I think that's that's the kind of exciting thing and I think it'll be very interesting to see where things go. Um I've got no doubts, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like it's gonna be a really exciting, you know, year, couple of years, few years, because obviously I know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> madness. People, them, yeah. It's just, madness. Just, just wait, just wait. But um, yeah, man. Thank you so much, like, for your time and, and energy and, and coming on. Yeah, first guest and all that. You know what I'm saying? Part part of the part of the part of the, part of the new part of the the new the new like part of project the project of what I'm doing, which is basically just me in it. So mm-hmm. like. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on. It's been a great yeah, chat. It's gonna you. be it's gonna be a very very useful episode for a lot of people, um, and yeah, man, we'll do it again at some point because no rules on this thing. Yes, we just come, we drop in, drop in. Maybe next time we'll get some, get some stories from Amanda. I was, you know, I was thinking there's so much there's 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 so much more to us that yeah. we haven't shown that. Not even remotely. No, I think that one was strictly, or you know, mainly work side of things and what yeah. we're like would, would work and, yeah, and yeah, how yeah. that evolved etc etc but there's so many I need to bait out there's so many stories yeah yeah half I'm slinging half of them under the bus I don't care yeah of course yeah uh, uh, you know it's um, well you first yeah well at that point I just <laughs> this is the last time you hear on this podcast <laughs> my professional reputation is very important but yeah man um, thanks for coming on uh, we wrap this up quick before you get some stories out already um, but uh, yeah thank you for 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 coming on thank you guys for tuning in yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to say one thing, because um, I didn't know if we could name drop or not. Of course you can. But obviously, midway, I found out you can. Um, the mentor was a guy called Jamie Dibble. Um, big up, Jamie. Big, big props to him. There's other people there that work there mm. um, in, in the school that helped me massively but that stepping stone and obviously for some people they probably think oh, who's that mental that mm, mm, I actually mm, got him on it yeah a guy called Jamie man he's he's I still in touch here and there now mm. um, which is really nice but yeah. it's, it's great to, and I've seen him still doing exactly the same thing for other people for other people so it's great to see so beautiful that sounds like a beautiful human being man so big up to you Jamie um, thank you guys for tuning in and I'll see you in another episode whenever that is with whoever that is, take it easy, stay blessed, stay inside the car. This is being recorded, uh, you know, before anyone comes on and says, ah, social distance. This brother's in my bubble, so, you know what I mean? But yeah, next time you might see me on a Zoom call with somebody. Who knows who it is? But thank you for tuning in, and I'll see you guys in the very next episode. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>